Mansfield 103.2, the home of great music. A very good evening to you. I'm Tony Delahunty, and this is Legal Eagles. And every fortnight we're joined by the best legal brains in the area to discuss a range of issues. And tonight it's the turn of Banner Jones as you look at the differences between buying under the hammer and buying through an estate agent. Alongside me in the studio, I'm delighted to be joined by Matthew Maiden from Banner Jones. So very good evening to you, Matthew. Um, one of the things I'm always interested in, I, 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 an auctioneer is an auctioneer, but in actual fact, solicitors can do auctions as well, and sometimes do, don't they? I've, I've heard of a solicitor doing an auction. Well, I think that would probably involve them getting the, the relevant qualification. Um, there are a number of good local auctioneers in the area. Uh, we tend to be there mainly to provide the uh, the, the legal packs and, and advice to potential buyers. Now, a, an auction, does that come up? when somebody is perhaps trying to sell their house and can't get a buyer? Is, is that the more often in this area where an auction comes about? Well, there are a variety of reasons why somebody might choose to sell at auction. Um, typically, it's a transaction where there's no connected purchase, so a one-off sale. Um, good examples would be if uh, somebody in the family's died and the property's vacant and the family just wants to be able to sell it quickly. Other situations include uh, properties or even a portfolio of properties that might be owned by a company that's uh, run into difficulties and, and the receiver might be wanting to get rid of the properties quickly on the open market. Um, but it has to be said that sometimes there can be uh, more underlying reasons why somebody has decided to uh, sell the property at auction and really they're the ones that people need to watch out for. And watch out from the other way too because somebody out there thinking, uh, I'd like to get a bargain, yeah. Is that, can that be almost be the bargain hunt of property buying, spotting the, the auction in the right place? Well, that's right. Um, property auctions are no different to any other kind of auctions from that point of view. You can pick up a bargain. What's important uh, from the buyer's point of view is to make sure you've done your research beforehand so that you know how much you're willing uh, to bid to uh, so you don't pay over the odds if uh, a lot of people are putting their hands up. So let's go into a, a, a sort of potential buyer. You're the solicitor, because that's what you are. Yes. <laughs> I'll be the potential buyer. I'm not, because I haven't got any money. But uh, <laughs> let's suppose I'm, I'm, I'm going to think about, I've seen a property somewhere, uh, just in the paper or otherwise, and I'm thinking of, of bidding at auction. So I come along to you, and I say, you know, what's the, what's the way, how, how do I go about this, Matthew? Well, typically... Um the auction companies will require the seller to ensure that they've provided a legal pack uh, to the auctioneer at least seven days prior to the auction. So if you were coming to me to say I'm interested in, in this particular property, I'd be saying, right, well, let's have a look at the legal pack. Uh, the legal pack uh, includes a number of documents which would ordinarily be collected um, by the buyer's solicitor in the course of an ordinary transaction through an estate agent with an auction, uh, the pack is already provided by the seller. So I would be looking through that, looking through the title documents, looking through the variety of searches and highlighting to you anything that might be amiss or uh, might give us cause for concern or even that might uh, say that we would advise you not to bid on that property. Like a train going to go through the property in about five years' time or something like that? Yeah, that would be something that might come up on the local search. Um, the local search might also reveal that uh, there may be unfinished works at the property, it may be subject to planning enforcement notices, and of course as a buyer, 
you run into that and take on those liabilities potentially if you uh, take ownership of the property. So a wide variety of things which we might highlight to your attention. So looking at it from that point of view, I'm, 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 I'm taking on legal advice, nothing you to do legal work for something I might not even buy anyway or may not even bid for when that advice or, or something in, in the pack comes back to me. Am I spending with you good money or bad money? Yeah, most solicitors would charge... Uh, a reasonable fixed fee for looking through the pack. Um, Are you suggesting you don't charge a reasonable fixed fee? <laughs> <laughs> well, you charge a fee or, or you say, look, if you're successful, we'll charge this or, or, or whatever. But a couple of hundred pounds is going to be money well spent if you end up buying, uh, you know, a sitting duck and lose potentially hundreds of thousands of pounds. Or the vice versa, knowing how to spend some time in going and making that bid and knowing just how high you would go with it. Because some things you might show up in your searches or otherwise might be, well, all right, maybe don't spend as much money buying that because of this. Is that right? Well, that's right. Uh, and, and also, um, we would be questioning how you were going to fund the purchase as well because if it involves mortgage finance that's a tricky one to to get over uh, because once you go to auction at the fall of the hammer you are typically on a 28 day completion so you need to make sure the money is going to be there when push comes to shove on moving day well before we actually get to the auction itself what i'd really like to know is uh, the, the the sort of things that you might find the sort of things that you've found in the past where you've had to say no 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 i think this is a bad one so if you were advising me tony leave this one don't go for that one we'll find out more about those after these mansfield 103.2's legal eagles brought to you in association with banner jones solicitors Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800. You're listening to Legal Eagles and I was going to say Eager Eagles. <laughs> that would have been true enough if you're really wanting to buy a house. But, you know, we're talking uh, from Banner Jones to Matthew Maiden. Uh, Matthew, uh, what I said just before the break there was that the sort of things that you've found in the past where you've had to say to the uh, prospective bidder, uh, I'd be very careful about that one, this one, because it's showing this, this and this. What sort of things have you turned up? Well, um, a lot of investors go to property auctions and they may be looking for a ready-made investment. So a property that's already let out, you buy it with the tenant and you immediately are in receipt of the income stream. Uh, if you've got a half-decent tenant. Well, this is the thing. And if your tenant has actually got a tenancy agreement. So oh if a legal pack uh, we're looking at for a property being sold with a tenant, we would try and make sure we could see the tenancy agreement. Now, if there wasn't one, um, that would be a cause for concern because you've then got to explain to the buyer that if you take this property on, uh, that's great. But if there's no tenancy agreement do you know what the rent is and perhaps more importantly can you actually ever get rid of that tenant and that can create problems and when the tenancy ends i presume could be another thing could it well that's right if there isn't a tenancy agreement at all um then if the tenant stops paying rent you haven't got an easy mechanism to get rid of that tenant and you, you end up potentially having to go through some long and protracted court proceedings to try and get the property back that's one example um, other kinds of things that might crop up uh, might be to do with the condition of the property. And it's important that people understand that at auction, properties are very much sold as seen. Um, if you buy a property and then discover at a later stage that it might have some serious structural defect, then unfortunately you've only got yourself to blame for not having had a survey before you've gone to bid on the property. 
Now, let me think about that for a moment. Are you suggesting that all right, I spend some, what you say would be good money uh, with you to to do the various searches, etc., from the, the property pack? Are you suggesting also, and would I be allowed to, to get a, a friendly surveyor in to, to have a look at the property? That's right. Um, certainly, that is always advisable, whether you're buying at auction or not. Um, at Banner Jones, we can put people in touch with the surveyor, and certainly that is the only way in which you will know whether or not the property is in a, a condition that is acceptable to you or indeed mortgageable. So presumably if the, the the vendor or the agent selling it for the vendor, auctioning it for the vendor, said, oh, no, we're not going to allow any surveyors to see it first, that might be a uh, no. Yeah, I'd be pretty wary of that. Yeah. yeah um, you know, it's easy to, um, you know, come to your own conclusions, but certainly if they're not going to let you look at the property, you know, it might be worth taking a wide berth. Right, OK, well, let's go to the other one, squatters. If you suddenly find a squatter, what is in the place? You've got a real problem, haven't you? Well, you have. I think, again, that comes down to your ability to be able to view the premises and see what's going on in there. Uh, if you don't take the trouble, uh, and, you know, we do come across experienced uh, investors who buy at auction without, uh, you know, out, without visiting the property at all. But certainly, yeah, squat is a little bit like a tenant without a tenancy agreement. You don't want to find a delayed stage that you just can't get the property back and nobody's paying rent in the meantime. I read a lovely story in the Evening Standard when I worked in, 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 the, big, in the big city of the smoke um, where a, a chap had bought a property at auction and then found out that it was haunted. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, don't you lawyer people do something where uh, the, 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 the other side have got to disclose everything about a property, you know, whether the next door neighbour is a raving lunatic and blows his bugle at the middle of the night or whether in this case the property was said to be haunted. Well, that's right. I mean, that's one of the differences really if you're buying in the in the, what we call the, you know the normal way through an estate agent, you would typically raise a number of enquiries. Solicitors have standard form of enquiries where these sorts of uh, questions are asked, and the seller has to disclose. But again, at auction, you would more often than not find that none of these forms are completed by the seller. Uh, no um, information is given unless specifically requested. So again, if you're going to instruct a solicitor to maybe look at the pack, if um, the, you have specific concerns you want them to raise with the seller's solicitor before the auction, then I would fire those questions at them. Are you always able to go and view the property beforehand? Well, uh, you're certainly always able to request to go and view. At the end of the day, it will be up to the seller uh, as to whether they allow you to view. Or if the property is tenanted, sometimes obstructive tenants might not allow anybody to go and have a look around. Have you had that? Have you had that situation? Yeah, that's right. And again, it's one of those situations where somebody might want to take a wide berth. Why isn't the tenant letting us look around the property? What sort of condition is it in? You know, um, it's trying to deal with the unknowns as best you can. But if you can't get answers to these sorts of basic questions, again, you might be worth looking at something else. Can I turn that on its head? I presume you also act for people who are going to sell their property by auction. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Now, if you had a tenant or they had a tenant and they came along to see you, I'll be me again and said, look, I want to sell this property and put it up for auction. But that producer fellow of ours who lives in it, Craig Priest, won't get out. They won't get out. He just refuses to go. What can we do? Well, again, you're going to put the pack together for the seller. Um, you're not necessarily going to offer up that information. But it's important to stress that if a potential buyer does ask a pointed question, obviously a seller can't purposefully mislead the buyer and they will have to 
you know, either not answer the question or, or, or provide full disclosure. Yeah, but it's not, it's not like a car, is it? They have this rule called caveat emptor, isn't it? Or something with, with car, let the buyer beware. Is there is it any let the buyer beware inside a, a buying at an auction? Yeah, I mean, that is still very much the case. Property is sold as seen. The buyer is um, expected to rely on their own inspections, surveys, searches. There really is no comeback uh, to the seller unless, as I say, they fraudulently misrepresented a situation. There is really no comeback. And once uh, that hammer falls, you've got to complete or potentially risk losing your deposit. Matthew, let's presume that we've, you've, looked, you've looked at this pack for me mm. uh, and I've decided I'm gonna, I want to bid. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bid. Uh, you tell me it's, it's okay. Yeah, it looks all right. We can't see any intransigent reason. We've had a surveyor. He's looked at it and he's said, yeah, you could do something with this maybe, you know. Oh, well, I'll turn it into something else. Oh, I want it to be three bed rather than two, but that can be done. I want a better kitchen and he's given me a price for, for doing those sort of things. After the break, I'm going to ask you, what we do next? And whether I need you to come with me to make sure I do it properly. That comes next. Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles. Brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800. You're listening to Legal Eagles. I'm hot to trot. Uh, Matthew's not trotting quite so fast behind me. I'm not sure he really wants to come with me. I've asked for his advice. He's a solicitor with Banner Jones and we're talking about buying a property in an auction. And it's a, a number one auction street. Number one auction street we're looking at, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, a bit of a... It's seen better days, but you say that the, the pack's all right. The surveyor said... You could do something with it, and you could turn it into, subject to certain planning permissions, I suppose, uh, be able to turn it into what I, I, I want it to be. Is it appropriate to take a, a solicitor with you? Normally, that wouldn't be the case. At the end of the day, we are solicitors, not surveyors. Um, we are more interested in uh, the legal aspects of the title and, and maybe the, the tenancy situation rather than looking at the condition of the property. Um, well, I'm thinking now of the actual bidding, of the bidding. Oh, in terms of going to the auction yeah, itself, um, some people request that the solicitor goes to the auction, but it doesn't achieve a great deal. At the end of the day, the only information that's available at the auction is that which has been made available prior to the auction which hopefully you've already had the advice on so uh, once that auction starts it's really between uh, the auctioneer and the buyers. Mike you and the surveyor have told me or given me a sort of guideline a heads up of what you think it might be worth bidding or would that be more the surveyor who might have said uh, that? Yeah, I think you, you, the buyer's got to do their own research, maybe speak to the surveyor and get a valuation from the surveyor, and also do, do your own homework maybe online and look what uh, house prices uh, have fetched uh, in the locality. Um, you really got to hold your nerve uh, and make sure that if there are two or three people bidding, that you don't just get carried away with it and end up paying well over the odds. So I need to know what I've got, don't I? Absolutely. You need to know what you've got. At the auction itself, if you are successful, then on the day you have got to provide 10% of the purchase price by way of deposit. So on the day? On the day. Cash? Um, cash these days, probably not the way forward. Most auctioneers in line with money laundering regulations would expect uh, possibly a payment on a card or a bank transfer. Uh, and of course, that has to be backed up with your relevant identification proof. You mentioned the word mortgage mm. as before. Um, so there I am, and I'm thinking, right, let's say this is, I'm going to bid up to 100,000, and maybe I might get it for that, yeah? 
Yeah. And I've got to put 10,000 down. I've got that. I borrowed that. <laughs> there it is. I've put my card down. It's gone transferring through. I've got to find the other 90,000. Now, can I have a mortgage for that? Well, these are the sorts of inquiries you need to have exhausted before you go in bid. So you might well have told me to go along and see the uh, Mansfield Building Society, Nottingham Building, whatever. A bank? You might have told me to go to a bank, or you may have uh, contacted yourself in that industry that you put me in touch with. Yeah, it's worth, really, if you're going to be relying on mortgage finance, you need to have put that application through before the auction and expected the bank to have been out and valued the property. And there would have been a surveyor gone in for that mortgage purpose, never mind a surveyor doing the extra surveying work. That's right. Well, yeah. I have an offer. Could I get an offer beforehand that I know I've got, so I'm safe? I don't want to put my 10 grand down and then find they say, no, you can't have the other 90, and I've lost 10 grand. That's the ideal situation. You would want an offer, a firm commitment from the bank, uh, knowing that they will lend you up to a certain amount. The key thing to remember is that only to bid up to uh, the property price which the lender will uh, lend money against because of course if you go over that um, you've got to find it somewhere else absolutely or you could lose your deposit that's right yes um, no different to exchanging contracts in the normal way but it's on the day of the auction you pay your 10% if you do not have the funds available either from your own resources or from the bank when completion day comes along 28 days later you do run the risk of the seller uh, giving you a notice to say, thank you very much, contract's now forfeited and we'll take your deposit. In this world of the mobile phone and um, text and all that sort of thing, I've seen these things on television where somebody bidding and they're, they're, they're pulling their ear or whatever sign they're giving, or waving a, a hand in the air to the auctioneer, and somewhere in the room you've got somebody with a telephone who's talking away quite quietly and every so often their hand goes up they're taking instruction I suppose that's the word you lawyers use from somebody else. That's right um, uh, auctioneers um, will entertain telephone bids normally anybody that's intending to bid that's not going to be there on the day needs to inform the auctioneer beforehand and the auctioneer or one of their uh, staff at the auction will get that person on the phone and they'll be bidding in the normal way but just through the telephone um, in the room and that is perfectly acceptable. It might be acceptable but it could be annoying for somebody there who's in the front row wanting to attract the attention of the auctioneer. Is there anywhere where you say I'll come to you again in our pre-auction chat. I'm nervous about doing it. I could do with somebody. Is there any course I can take or, or, or anybody who can give me some instruction on, on how to bid at an auction? Uh, I don't think there's any hard and fast rules. I think probably some people are more experienced than others. Um, well, many. I haven't done one before, so now I need some help. Yeah, I mean, it, often it's difficult to get the bidding underway. It's, you know, nobody wants to be the first one to put their hand up um, in case the uh, starting price might actually start lower. So getting the auction underway is one thing, but then it's holding your nerve. Um, it's difficult. It, it, can understand your point about somebody on the phone you can't read them you don't really know what they, what their next move is going to be but um, I wouldn't say there's uh, any particular uh, set of instructions you can provide to a bidder it's just a case of making sure you, you're the successful bidder at the end of the day well, uh, uh, logic uh 
says to me that, that these things are, are, are open to the public. They must be for, for them to be able to bid. So it, what about if not for next Wednesday? What about if I pop along to a couple of auctions? Can I go and watch them? Well, that's actually a very good idea. Uh, certainly, um, you would feel more relaxed when you go to bid if you've previously sat in a room and got a grasp of how everything works. So certainly that's not a bad idea, uh, particularly if um, another auction has similar sorts of properties. You, you could even get a feel for the kind of value that they're going for. Yeah, and you can go and watch the auctioneer if you knew it would be the same auctioneer. You might not know that. Just so it certainly strikes me taking the broader compass of all the things that Banner Jones and other solicitors do. If somebody's going to appear in a county court, high court, whatever court, etc., employment tribunal, perhaps not the worst idea if they've got to appear as as a litigant in that, as the uh, to pop along and, uh, to another one and and see how it works so they're prepared for it on the day in all forms of of legal work. Well, I think that's right. I mean, courts are public places is open to the public to go and see what's going on uh, and certainly auctions uh, are available for, for the general public to go and go and see what's going on there too. Yes, well I've been to one now uh, in my mind and I've seen how it works and we're going to go to the day I'm going to bid for one auction avenue or one auction street which is uh, our uh, virtual on radio property I've never done a virtual on radio before this is very good Matthew, you've got, you've got me going in the right direction that's coming up right after these Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles, brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800. This is a Mansfield 103.2. If you weren't listening earlier, well, you jolly well should have been, but if you wanted to hear the whole of the programme and you're thinking maybe one day of, of buying an auction for, or going in an auction and buying a property, uh, we've been taking the route through that. Uh, with Matthew. Matthew said, first of all, we uh, get a seller's pack from the person selling it. I can take that along to a lawyer like himself at Banner Jones. He looks through that to see if there's any problems, like there's a road going to go through it in a couple of years' time. There's tenancy agreements that aren't tight or too loose or or whatever. Might be even squatters in in the property, but he may not know that. But he can give advice on that, and he could probably advise me to go along and see a surveyor. And if I didn't have the full amount necessary that probably would be worth bidding, he'd remind me I need 10% to put down on a day, and that I would also need the rest of the finance, or I could lose that 10%, and he'd perhaps send me towards a bank or a building society to, to get that. Have I summed that up more or less right? Yeah, I think that's right. Get everything lined up before you go. Right, so we're there. Right? We're there. Uh, you're, you can be a ghost, because you say lawyers don't often go, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've trained myself by going along and seeing a couple of other auctions, and I'm, I'm bidding. What happens? How how does it start? Well, uh, typically at an auction, that there may be 20 or 30 lots. So there'll be a catalogue. A lot is that. One, my house I want to buy is one of the lots. That's correct. So um, in the order that the properties appear in the catalogue, the auctioneer will stand up and away we go. So first property comes up and um, the auctioneer will have a rough idea of the guide price that he, that he is looking to try and achieve for the seller. So he'll try and start the bidding at a certain price. So uh, he might say, for instance, if, if he's hoping to, he'll know what he's hoping to get, won't he? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, a minimum. He, will it, he may have a minimum. Will he have a ceiling? Uh, yeah, I mean, if the seller has a mortgage on the property, of course, they need to be able to sell uh, for more than uh, is owed on the mortgage, otherwise they're going to run into a problem. So they, there will normally be a reserve price. So the building society or bank could have a say in this, that uh, 
our owed money the, the, away from the equity, or what the person owns in the property. There's a, a, another owner of this property. Do they have to give permission to it for it to be up for sale by this method? No, they don't have to give permission, but at the end of the day, the seller can't convey the property to the buyer um, unless that mortgage is repaid on the day. Is that an offence, then, if it suddenly ends up there? Well, the seller would find themselves... Uh, if That's what I mean, the seller, never mind the buyer. Yeah, the seller would find themselves in a breach of contract situation. Uh, it would be unusual for the seller not to have agreed the reserve price, which is over and above how much he owes on the mortgage. So that tends not to happen. But, uh, yeah, that, the seller would run into problems in that respect if he didn't have the money to cover the shortfall. Right, so the, the, the bid's now start say it's all OK, it's all OK, everything's fine. And now the bids are starting, the auctioneer has started. Uh, he's, he's asking for, say, uh, he's hoping to get 100. I don't know that he's hoping to get 100. And he might start, say, can I have anyone with a bid of 50? Might, would that be, sound about realistic? That's right, and he's looking for somebody to put their hand up. If I can't wait. 50. I, I think I can get it for 50. Should my hand, should my hand go up? Um, you can hang around. If there isn't somebody that immediately puts their hand up, the auctioneer will simply start at a lower price. But ultimately, if there are buyers in the room, somebody will put their hand up. And then the auctioneer would normally see if uh, somebody else would like to bid, probably in increments of a £1,000. There's a woman I had, just put it up, and she said five fifty-five. So... Now, if I want, can I go up at 56? That will be at the discretion of the auctioneers to in what increments so it will go he up. He could say, I'm going up in twos or I'm going up in fives or whatever. That's right. Yeah. He, he just needs to judge the room and to make sure he gets what some bids in. So I'm going up in fives and that stays at 50 and I will, I'm willing to bid 51. What happens then? Well, you can put your hand up and, and offer that. I can say that. You can indeed. So you can speak, can you? Yeah, you, you can. Uh, and the auctioneer will simply act accept that bid or, or not. It depends right. what the uh, how the market is in the room. Do you get some surprise figures when they come back to you and say, oh, you're to do the conveyance, now it's going through. I managed to get this for this, or I, I, I lost the plot, really, and I've been way over the top. Uh, yeah, you, you can get lots of differing results. Uh, and, of course, one person's view on how much a property is worth might be different to somebody else's. There may be particular reasons why somebody uh, wants to pay as much as they do. Maybe they own the property next door and want to buy it desperately so they can knock through or something like that. They're, they're typically going to probably pay more than, than, than somebody else. What if I've got it and I walk out the building and I, I get a tap on the shoulder and this fellow says, I'm late for the auction. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you 10 grand more than you've just bid it for. What happens then? Well, uh, if the chap's missed the auction, he, he's missed the boat there but of course yeah, I don't want to miss his extra 10 grand absolutely well you, you're free to then carry on that conversation with that person uh, outside of the auction room um, you've got to complete the purchase first but if you can get a deal then to sell it straight on to the other chap then, then why not get that ball rolling and just uh, make a little profit yourself so let's say uh, it's been knocked down now can we give me on this knockdown rules because I, I've been at a, not, not uh, auctions of this type but I've been at auctions of, of goods it's uh, uh, rugby dinners things like that, you know, uh, where there's a, a degree of alcohol floating around the place there. Sorry, rugby. Um, but at, at the same time, uh, what is the actual knockdown system? It's three, two, one, is it? What? What it? Yeah, um, so if we get into a stage where the auctioneer feels that there are no further bids for that property, it'll be a case of the, the stereotypical going, going, going once, going twice, and then the fall of the hammer. What happens if it's going twice and he doesn't see the person whose hands have just gone up? Uh, he can't be held responsible at the end of the day. Once that hammer falls, that is a binding so agreement. So, depending to a great degree on the vision or the 
notice because if I'm just a little, uh, as I, as you know me, very timid sort of person, I'm maybe, uh, maybe just raising a little finger, and he's not seen my little finger. I need to be definitive, do I? You do. I mean, uh, you know, you've only got yourself to blame if you don't make your yourself known. But the auctioneer will have spotters, so you know, two or three employees in the room whose job is to make sure this spotting ah, anybody. Right. And yeah. these things are done pretty professionally, one would think. Yeah, absolutely. Are they done on the premises sometimes? Of the property yeah. itself, um, I've not personally been to one, but I believe yeah, that, that no, is something that can no, happen. Not like that. So here we are. Yeah. I've, 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 I've won. Is that a one? Do I deserve applause or, or, <laughs> or commiseration? I, 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 my next step is to ring you. Is it? Yeah, more or less. So there'll be some formalities to to get through in the auction room. Where, like what? Ten percent. Um, that's right. So you'll be invited to probably see the seller's solicitor. Typically, would be there to sign the contract. So the seller's solicitor. Yeah, more often than sometimes the auctioneer will deal with the uh, contracts, but uh, some of the local auctioneers will invite the seller's solicitors to come along and they can deal directly with the buyers, make sure the contracts are signed, deal with the taking. So the contracts are signed then and there. So we've already gone through that stage of exchange of contracts. Exchange of contracts is on another day. That's correct. So you're now on the case. Yep. Completion. How do I go about that? Well, the buyer solicitor um, would normally. Uh, You've done your searches and everything else first, haven't you? Well, that's right. So the buyer. Uh, you're going to string it out so you get more hours so you're able to bill or what? I mean, how quickly can it be dealt with? <laughs> well, the standard auction conditions require completion within 28 days. So the buyer would go along to his solicitor and say, I've been successful at auction. Here's the pack. Can you conclude the conveyancing to completion? And generally, because you've done the searches and everything beforehand, what else have you got to do? Well, there are some other legal documents to. To draft up and sign, there may be stamp duty land tax returns to deal with. You may um, need to tell the building society from their side of it. Yeah, well. to draw the money down. So um, it's the back end of the conveyancing transaction, which you might be familiar with uh, after you've exchanged contracts in the normal way. Have you ever had somebody come in to see you just after they've uh, done the exchange of contracts? They bid it. They've won, won if you like that mm. bid for this one auction street or one auction avenue, and they say, "I wish I hadn't done that." Um, Changed my mind. When I was going outside, I watched a rat come out of the gutter. And I don't want to live with a place of rats. Well, yeah, I think some. Has people... it ever happened? Yeah, I mean, uh, it has happened. Some what people. Do you do? Well, typically, it's the people that haven't taken the advice before they've gone to the auction. And if you then have a problem that you see when they come along to you after the auction, which means you then can't conclude the transaction for them, either because they've bought an unmortgageable property, that's when uh, things can turn sour. Oh, what have you done when that has happened? Well, um, either the buyer has forfeited the deposit, and that does happen. Yeah, so the 10 grand's gone. The 10 grand's gone. Um, or it may be that they've just got to put it back straight into another auction. Because the other part of that is, of course, that they might put it back for another auction, and that's all right for me, because I've got away with my 10 grand. Can't they sue me for breach of contract? No, not if, as I said earlier, uh, the seller hasn't uh, misrepresented something to you. If it basically boils down to you not having exhausted your inquiries properly or taken the correct legal advice, I'm afraid the problem lies with the buyer. Yes, I'm trying to amend the, the, the buyer. Could, could, the, could the seller do me for breach of contract if I can't complete? Well, that is the forfeit of, 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 of the, the, of the deposit. That is really it. From a seller's point of view, you're not, there's not going to be any merit in... Pursuing for the rest of I haven't got the money, turn me upside down, it's not going to fall out my pocket. That's right. Technically, they could. They could apply for a court order for specific performance to force the buyer to complete on the contract. But it, at the end of the day, if the money isn't there, it's not going to work. So... 
Finally then, let's go back to that very, very beginning. Uh, and very briefly then, it's first... Uh, do me a tick box on each of these. I'm going to take you uh, a short, very early door diploma in, 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 in auctioning. Now, first thing uh, is to come along and see you. And we, we get the seller's pack off the, off the seller. And you check the legalities. That's it. You say, thumbs up, it's all right. Or, be careful, no, no, no. Yeah. You probably send me to a surveyor and say, get a surveyor to check it out. Yeah. Go to a building society that may mean another surveyor, or it may mean an extension on the work of the first surveyor. That's right. To that building society, and they say we, they will, if I need it, loan me some money. You prepare me to have at least ten percent. Yes. You pop me off to the auction. Yes. Yeah? Uh, and it's not bad advice you say to go along to another auction first and watch how it happens. Yes. Then you do the completion. Yeah, and then you and I get together, get a paintbrush and a few other things. <laughs> <laughs> and we do, I know that bit you don't. Do. No, we don't do that bit, I'm afraid. No, no, okay. <laughs> You've been listening to Matthew made. Have you ever bid one for yourself? Have you ever? I haven't bought at auction, no. But, yeah. uh, Are you ever tempted? Will you be tempted one day? I think I'd need to rob a bank first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a poor, poor solicitor. Not to... <laughs> I don't mean a poor solicitor in case you sue me. <laughs> I mean a solicitor who. Oh, never mind. I'll dig a bigger hole. Matthew, thank you. Thank you very much for joining Mansfield 103.2. Pleasure, Tim. Our producer, who tells me he'd love to go to an auction, but uh, Matthew said he doesn't do any for small tents. Uh, it, it was Craig Priest. And my name is Tony Delahunty. Uh, if you do do an auction situation, it could be a lot of fun. And you could make maybe a big profit or, or get the home you really, really want. One thing, though, be careful. And, you know, it's not for me to say which solicitor. You listen to Banner Jones tonight, but certainly take some good, strong legal advice. Good night. Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles, brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800.